Is there a reason that San Francisco always seems to have LA's number? That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Travis Rogers. I host the Rams pregame show, their halftime show, and their postgame show on ESPN 710 right here in Los Angeles. If you are getting ready for Monday Night Football, you can check out that pregame show. It starts at 3.15-7.10 on your dial. Why don't you follow me on Twitter while you're at it, at Travis Rogers. And, of course, this is the part where I ask you to make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Rams, not only in your podcast feed, but also our Locked on Rams YouTube channel. Make sure uh, that you have that as well. It's a great way to check out uh, the pod. So we got a lot to get to on today's pod. Getting you ready for Monday Night Football, of course, right? Um, I had an interview with Sean McVay late last week that did not go great. And uh, well, we'll talk about that uh, uh, coming up in just a little bit. A uh, couple of areas of concern for the Rams going into the Monday night game against San Francisco. That is right around the corner as well. And, of course, I want to talk about why it always seems like the Rams can't quite get on track against San Francisco and whether or not that's going to change uh, in the Rams' second primetime game of the season. But right now, let me remind you that today's episode of Locked on Rams is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projections, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. On. All right, so let's get right to it. Let's start with this. The idea of the 49ers having the Rams number, it certainly feels like that. So the 49ers have won six of the last seven times that these two teams have played. Over that period of time, the Rams have been the better team more often than not. 49ers have been good uh, sometimes, but the Rams have been good more or less that entire time, uh, and yet they've still lost six or seven times to the Niners. Now, of course, the big one last year's NFC Championship game went the Rams way. That's the most important one of the bunch. Uh, So that's the good news, but it is just one of the last seven times that they've played where the Rams have walked off the field and felt pretty good about it. So let's talk about why. Let's talk about whether or not this is just one of those things. Because look, I, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I am a believer in that guy's got that guy's number. I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I was interviewing Nolan Ryan, the famous pitcher, right, uh, at one point. And, you know, Nolan Ryan has struck out more batters than anyone in the history of baseball. Seven no-hitters pitched, you know, I want to say he's 26 or seven years in the major leagues. Just an extraordinary run. One of the greatest of all time. And I asked him a question at one point. I said, was there ever a guy that just you couldn't get out? And I'm expecting him to say, you know, this Hall of Famer or that Hall of Famer, you know, Ricky Anderson or you know, Ken Griffey or whoever, my Pete Rose, you know, take, take your pick. And he goes, yeah, there, there was a guy, and his name was Mark Belanger. And because I'm a baseball nerd, I remember who Mark Belanger was. Mark Belanger was this all-glove, no-bat shortstop 
um, in the 60s, 70s, and I think he even sneaked into the early part of the 80s. He, he would hit 200 every year. He couldn't hit a lick. And he wore out Nolan Ryan of all the guys. Nolan Ryan gets Willie McCovey and Willie Mays out, uh, but he can't get Mark Belanger out. The point of all of this is there are some times where one team has another team's number, and it's just one of those things. Um, I don't know if that's what this is, because I think there is an explanation as to why the Rams uh, struggle with them. And it, it's as simple as this. The 49ers are more physical with them. The 49ers don't do the cute stuff, right? The 49ers line up. They run the ball really well. They control clock. They don't take a lot of chances. They don't give the Rams a ton of possessions offensively, and they just grind them up. They've been really good with their offensive line against the Rams' defensive line. Aaron Donald's had some big games along the way because, well, he's Aaron Donald. Of course, he's going to have some big games along the way. But more or less, that Ram defensive line has not been able to get to Jimmy G, has not been able to control play, has not been able to get off the field, and they allow San Francisco to do what they do best, which is, you know, we're going to bully ball you we're gonna push you down the field they're not hitting a bunch of 60 yard plays they're not letting jimmy g drop back there and sling it 50 times that's not what they do they control it the rams want to get into you go i go mode right you go i go you go i go i'm gonna get more than you do and we're gonna win the game that way that's not how the san francisco uh 49ers play it they they have a more of a i'll go and then I'll go again, and then I'll go again, and then you'll get in the Rams go real quick, and then they either score, they get they're out, and then the 49ers just grind that clock up. That's one of the reasons that they've been successful against LA. The other reason is is that they have hit some big plays when they needed to hit them. Let's go back to the final week of the season last year in week 18. The the Rams were in control of that game. The it finally felt like the Rams had kind of solved the Kyle Shanahan puzzle and put themselves in a position to win one of those games to set themselves up for that number 2 seed and put themselves in a in an advantageous position to go and try to win the Super Bowl. We all know what happened after that. But what they did was they punted the ball away to Jimmy G towards the end of the game and basically said to him, "Hey, listen, you're going to need to go 80 so 80 yards or so with about a minute and a timeout, uh, and you need to score a touchdown to extend this game. And they did. And Jimmy G made some plays that you typically wouldn't see him make along the way. Uh, I think that is a huge part of it as well, that for whatever reason, and again, this kind of goes back to the Nolan Ryan, Mark Belanger thing. When I when you have confidence, when you're feeling pretty good about what's going on in your life, you can do some things that maybe you wouldn't do otherwise. If you're going, I'll just pick a team. They struggle with Seattle, right? If you if San Francisco, I knew this never works out. I'm not feeling it, and it kind of is this self fulfilling prophecy. With the Rams, the prophecy is this is going to work, and oftentimes that it does. So the Rams need to control clock a little bit better. They need to have a little bit more success on the ground, and they need to get some pressure on Jimmy G. They need to put Jimmy G in a spot where he's not feeling great about things. Now, here's the last thing that I want to say. Garoppolo has been bad since he's come into this, right? Garoppolo didn't practice with the team during the offseason. Garoppolo really only rejoined the team right before the end of training camp because, you know, there was no trade to be made. And San Francisco realized that, hey, we might need a backup. They restructured the deal, so they didn't have to pay their backup guy $25 million. But think about what that also means means dude's probably pretty unhappy right that he thought he's going to be somewhere else he thinks he's himself as a starting quarterback the Niners obviously did not that's why they gave Trey Lance the job to start now we could argue about whether or not they're in a better place with Jimmy G as opposed to Trey Lance I think that they might be at the end of the line but look everybody's got feelings everybody's got that sense of hey dude you know you didn't want me I don't want you right 
And I wonder if that's not part of what San Francisco is going through as well. But like we know, Monday night football, always tough. Monday night football against the Niners, always tough. And any Rams-Niner game, always going to be a battle. So something to look forward to tonight for sure. All right, so let's talk about one of the specific areas of concern for the Rams. That's coming up next. So if you tried prize picks yet, you got to try it, right? If you're doing daily fantasy anywhere else, you're just doing it all wrong, right? Prize picks is the best way to do it because you just have to beat some projections, right? You just have to decide whether some of these numbers are going over or under. For instance, Patrick Mahomes, do you think he's going to get more or less than 320 yards? Make your pick. Do you think the Cooper Cup is going to get in the end zone or not? Make your pick. Do you think Derrick Henry rushes for 85 yards? Make your pick. How easy does that sound, right? How incredibly fun does that sound? Pick two to five players. If they go more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. And you're not competing against everybody. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you love. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA, college football, basketball, you name it. It's in price picks. It can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is that easy. And of course, it's safe and fast to withdraw your money. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And first time users receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. And if you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize picks will give you 50. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. Make sure you check out NFL key predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL. That would be Locked on's local experts giving you the inside scoop on the five biggest games of the NFL weekend, including Sunday and Monday night football, plus betting advice from the field's leading experts bet online. So follow key NFL predictions every Friday on Locked on NFL, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. All right, here's a couple of numbers for you right now, right? Thanks again for making Locked on Rams your first listen every single day. My name is Travis Rogers. Click subscribe. Click uh, subscribe on our Locked on Rams YouTube channel as well. But here's the thing, right? What what have the Rams, and, and this, this seems so strange because Aaron Donald is on the Rams and he's playing really, really well. That Donald not only is, you know, out there, but he's Aaron Donald. It's not like he's become, you know, Aaron Donald light or Aaron Donald, you know, the, the veteran version of this where it's just not quite the same. He's still Aaron Donald, right? Um, the Rams have the lowest pressure rate in the NFL at just 11.4%. That's not a ton of pressure. That's not something that I think is ultimately going to be sustainable over the course of a 17-game season. And certainly once you get into the playoffs, assuming that the Rams are there, which still feels like a a pretty safe assumption. Um, But they have to get – because quite frankly, the pressure is either coming from Donald or it's not coming at all. It was a little bit better last week against Arizona, but still wasn't that – well, you know, and and again, it's not a, a mystery. Von Miller isn't here anymore. Vaughn Miller and Aaron Donald on the same side of the field is borderline unfair. And the Rams are still trying to figure out where that pressure is going to come from if it's not coming uh, from Donald. 
Is it going to be Greg Gaines? Again, Ashawn Robinson creates some problems. Can Leonard Floyd finally get going? Can Terrell Lewis get there? That Bobby Wagner's had a little bit of pressure here and there. But the Ram, you know, what the Rams really need to do is make sure that they don't get bully balled up front. Make sure that San Francisco can't control that clock with that running game. Turn Jimmy Garoppolo into a passing quarterback. Put a ton of pressure on him to make decisions and have to make them very, very quickly. Well, that's happening 11.4% of the time. Not nearly enough. It can't happen one out of every 10 times that Jimmy G drops back. It's going to have to increase tonight. And on the flip side of that, that's exactly what San Francisco does very, very well. Keep in mind, the Rams did the game four, Monday Night Football against the Niners, will be the first time all season where the Rams will start the same five guys up front that they did from the week before. They had their opening night lineup. They had the next the week two lineup. Brian Allen is gone. Jacoleman Shelton slides over uh, to center. And Tremaine Ankrum goes in at right guard. Ankrum, of course, gets hurt. And now here comes um, the, the next guy, Lark Jackson, goes into the right guard spot. And now here we are finally in week four. We're going to have the same five guys. You're going to have Joe Nopum on the left. You're going to have David Edwards uh, right here. So I, I should say that David Edwards uh, is potentially down as well. So we'll see whether or not they can get that going. The point being, San Francisco, 36.5% pressure rate. That one out of three. Well, if you're putting pressure on the quarterback one out of 10 or one out of three times, what would you rather have? Right? It's a no-brainer. San Francisco puts – now, the good news is Matthew Stafford is really good if it's blitz pressure. The bad news is that we've seen teams get pressure on Matthew Stafford without having the blitz guys, which means they can drop guys, which means that there's more coverage down the field, which means that it's harder to get opportunities when you're only doing it with four guys. So this is something that the Rams obviously are going to have to deal with. This is something that they need to get cleaned up. It was better. But again, if those five guys up front aren't acting together, if they do not create time if they cannot run the ball effectively if they cannot make that san francisco pastors at least do that 1001 thing before you just full steam ahead to go get it it's a totally different animal now they've been much much better along the way they've been better from week one to week two from week two to week three and hopefully week four is better than week three was uh, a little bit ago but this is something that needs to change because we're seeing more and more guys in the back end of the secondary for the Rams if they don't get pressure up front if they're getting one out of ten times where they're getting that pressure on the quarterback that's more time for a very green secondary to have to cover guys a very green secondary to make good decision after good decision after good decision if I only have to cover a guy for a second or two I got a pretty good chance if I got to cover a guy for four or five seconds somebody's gonna get open of course, you're going to need Jalen Ramsey to do what he does, too, whether that's against Debo Samuel, whether or not that's against George Kittle, whether that's against somebody that we're not even talking about right now. But it seems like the Rams always seem to have trouble with one guy against San Francisco. The guy changes a little bit. It's been Debo. It's been Kittle. It's been uh, I mean, Raheem Mostert back in the day. We've seen other – Matt Breida, that there just seems to be a guy that gives them trouble at any given point. We'll see who that guy is tonight on Monday Night Football Cannot wait for that one. All right. So I uh, I had a moment with Sean McVay last week. He came on the Travis and Sleeva show. And I asked him what might have been the worst question in the history of football interviews. That's coming up next. It's Travis. It's, it's Locked on Rams right here coming up next. 
So another box of Bilt Bars showed up at my house the other day. It's it's hilarious to me. The Bilt Bars show up. I open the box, and it's like a siren to the rest of the family. Oh, I'll take this one. I'll take that one. No, no, you had the raspberry one last time. I want the raspberry one this time. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, the Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and, of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. How else are they going to do it at Built Bar, right? All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's good for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to get your own box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat. I can speak from it firsthand, and you can find a really good hiding place, or you can just kind of share with everybody. I'm more of a sharer myself. All Built Bars, they are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty and a light, fluffy texture. You will love it. One more time. Go to Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. Let me give it to you again. LOCKEDON15. That way you get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15. All right. So, Sean McVay came on my talk show, Travis and Sliwa, every day, 10 to 1 on ESPN 710. And I've interviewed Sean McVay, I don't know, probably, let's call it, eight or 10 times in my life. Uh, And they've all been, you know, pretty traditional Sean McVay interviews where, you know, we got to do a better job on this. And he talks really fast and he says a whole bunch of things about the personnel and his coaching staff and himself. And, and it's, it's traditional, right. For lack of a better word that you ask a question, he gives you an answer about how, you know, the other team is really good and they're very well coached and they got a lot of work cut out for them and they need to put themselves in a position to make plays and take care of the football. And we, we know how they go. So I had the bright idea of uh, trying to mix it up a little bit of trying to get him to not give one of the uh, stock answers about the 49ers or about Cooper Cup or Matthew Stafford or you know what's going on with Cam Akers or any of the other things that we talk about when we talk about uh, the Rams with the head coach. So I, in my brain, I'm thinking, uh, you know what I'm going to do? If, if you, you know, you, you know this, if you watched NFL football at any point over the last few years, Sean McVay is everywhere selling Campbell's Chunky Soup. And I thought, hey, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get him to smile, laugh, you know, chuckle, at least kind of break for half a second. I'm going to throw him a soup question. And I, I had done it in the past and in to, to varying degrees of success, but never a disaster until last Thursday when I asked a question. And, and again, 1000% my fault because I asked it, I, I set it up as a football question. And then I veered quickly into whether or not it was a New England creamy clam chowder sort of day or a red Manhattan clam chowder sort of day. It made absolutely no sense at all. None. None. And so I asked the question and he stops for half a beat and he says, I have no idea what that means. That's it. I have no idea what that means. And now I'm panicking. And now I'm like, uh-oh, now, now I have to do that thing that you never, ever, ever want to have to do, which is I'm trying to explain a joke to somebody. So I made it worse by saying, oh, I'm trying to ask you about your, your, your soup commercials, you know, how, and he goes, oh, that's it. Oh, 
And then he threw me a lifeline. Goes, ah, any, any day is a pretty good day for Campbell Sue, blah, blah, blah. And then I quickly went right back to the thing that I didn't want to do in the first place. And I asked him a question about Cam Akers. So tell me about Cam Akers. It was a disaster. It was the, I, I've been doing this for a long time. Not the podcast portion, but the uh, radio portion, better part of uh, 28 years, I guess it is. And I had never had something go as poorly as that went. That, that was almost as bad as when, or I should say that that took over the top spot for when I had an interview with LaDainian Tomlinson at the Super Bowl one year. And I referred to him as Adrian Peterson more than one time on the heels of Adrian Peterson being in the news for all the wrong reasons. So that wasn't a great moment for your guy either. It's just, just throwing it out there that maybe we make sure that we uh, call the right people by the right name and don't throw the Super Bowl winning head coach and out of left field, completely stupid and absolutely worded in the worst possible way question, <laughs> question about uh, clam chowder soup. Do not do that. It was... Uh, shall we say embarrassing and I'm trying very hard to pretend that it never happened and uh, who knows maybe maybe the soup question will launch him uh, to a win against the 49ers on Monday Night Football we'll have all of that coming up for you immediately after the game on Monday it'll be up first thing Tuesday morning so we'll have a little uh, week four reaction Niners and the Rams that's coming up on the next Locked on Rams. Make sure uh, that you check out the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson giving you the expert NFL analysis that you need in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, whose house? It's Locked on Rams' house.